club foot and pisses all over him. So yeah. it's just messy. We all know what Messi can do. A lot of flair, a lot of skill. People might forget the names, but the street certainly won't. It is time for the 2022-23 Premier League season to kick off, which means one thing. Dodgy predictions, however, in this case, it's expert predictions from a strong panel myself and of course jet weird isn't it i haven't, I haven't started an intro for how long probably about a, a year now don't know it's a while how does it feel it does feel it feels you, you've given the rain back i just thought i feel like a fraud at the moment but yes premier league prediction i'll be honest out of all the podcasts that we do these are ones that i'll get the most excited with because i love the review bit at the end of the season i, know, I don't know whether we did this year but when we look back at it we can see how good or how bad we've actually done. It tends to be, I'll be honest, quite we're quite good. I don't think we're that yeah, bad. Yeah, I, I like doing these ones. I like the Premier League one because I feel like we do get it quite on the money on the Premier League one. Yeah. Whereas maybe the other league, it might be a bit harder. But yeah, gen- generally, most of the stuff between us, we've covered off and got it fairly right. And there's nothing too crazy that we predict. No, and the thing is, what I like about it as well is you all have an opinion on this and whatever we say, you're going to either have someone agree with you or someone that takes the absolute, you know, offence to it and will, you know, kick off. We've already seen it in recently in some of our uh, our podcasts that, you know, they don't agree with it and that's the, that's the beauty of it. It's, it's an opinion, but people do love to take it seriously, which, you know, at this point... We are going to. So, Jack, can you run through the categories and then we'll get started? Yeah, so we've got the top six prediction. Uh, we've got the bottom three. We've got player of the season, top scorer, the surprise team, the one to watch, uh, the player to watch, the signing of the season. And hot take. Steamy. All right, let's kick off then. Top six. You go first. I'm not going to copy or anything. You, I'm not Tom. You go. Okay, so I've gone Manchester City one, Liverpool two, Tottenham three, Chelsea four, Arsenal five, Manchester United six. Okay, so I've gone Liverpool to win the league, which I don't really... Um, don't really want, but yep. City second, Chelsea third, Spurs fourth, Arsenal fifth, West Ham sixth. It, yeah, top from top four to to fifth is going to be uh, sixth. Sorry, it's going to be really tight. Yeah, I mean, I know we're not doing seven, but would you have Man United at seven? So no, this is this was going to be one of my hot takes, but I've got another one. But um, I think Crystal Palace. Oh, okay. Uh, I do think Crystal Palace, um, with what Vieira has at his disposal um, and some of the players that he's got, um, you know, coming back from injury and just generally that team gelling quite well, I can't see them being in the bottom half of the, of the league and they've got no other outside um, the Premier League games, I suppose. Obviously, you've got the uh, FA Cup and 
Carabao Cup, but the the ones above them and around them are going to be occupied elsewhere. And yeah. I do think they're going to push on this year. Just got a feeling. I know they've lost Gallagher, but I thought like they're going to get a couple more players in. And there's some players, uh, I don't know, I can't remember the name, but they've got a forward now that I think Man United are in for. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he is supposed to be absolutely like the cream of the crop when it comes to young talent. And I've seen him, I think he's played against Man United in their pre-season tour, and he was absolutely ripping them apart. I don't think he scored, but the way he was move, moving, that attack, that front line, I mean, Barzaha, you've got Eze, Elise, this guy I'm talking about, they've got depth um, for a team that are, you'd, typically you'd put them in the bottom half of the league. I mean, years gone by, you would put them in the relegation zone, but um, I generally think they're going to push on. But they don't make my top six, but they're going to be very close, I think. Nice. Nice. So a hot take nice and early there. But yeah, I think the top four, we've got the same. And the top two, I feel like are interchangeable a little bit. I mean, look how close it was last season. And uh, what was it? Probably two years before that. And I think if you look up the number of points these two have got over the last four seasons, there's only a couple of points in it, I think. So they're the standout teams really and yeah I, th- I think Tottenham fortunately have made some really good business this summer and with Champions League it's a distraction but it's probably not as bad as Europa or Conference just in terms of like travel and time and things yeah. like that and not having to play on a Sunday all the time so yeah so I think it's more the fight is going to be between Chelsea and Arsenal but I mean, if if Chelsea keep like James and Chilwell fit and stuff, that's going to be the real key, I think. So this is my other point. So I we're doing this before the transfer market's finished, obviously. But I don't want this to be like a major caveat. But depending on how certain teams are in the market, like Chelsea, for instance, they could really in this next couple of weeks really push on for some top players that they've been linked with, and that could be the difference between fighting for that so I've put them third but fighting for fourth and fifth sixth or fighting with the likes of City and Liverpool people talk about Chelsea they've lost some major players in like Rudiger um, Christensen but they've just gotten assigned Koudabali they've been linked with Kukurella. Uh, they've got Sterling which I think is a, is, is a massive plus for the team um, especially when I think the likes of Timo Werner is going to go. They've improved as much as people say they've they've lost so much so much experience. They've gained so much as well. Um, I think they've written them off because of the preseason they've had and all the young goings in the background and people moan about this. You know, they had no pull because of Barcelona, etc. But that's always going to happen. Um, you know, we don't know the demons behind it. But I feel like Chelsea are in a position if Thomas Tuchel does get it right, has his players to his disposal and like you said if James and Chilwell can keep fit I mean put it this way last year I think leading up to December time or November time Chelsea were top of the league weren't they and that was with a fit fit Chilwell fit James and Lukaku at that point were already fucking everyone off and was sitting on a bench so I wouldn't write off Chelsea too too quickly and yeah I mean when it comes to City and Liverpool the reason why I put Liverpool above is because I think in the same way I'm talking about Chelsea have gained experience, I don't think, I think City have lost a lot. 
So you're talking is it Fernandinho's gone, Sterling's gone. Yeah. Um, who else went? Jesus. All right, he's young, but he's been there quite, quite, quite a while. Um, Zinchenko. Zinchenko. I mean, personally, this is this is my take on it. I think Zinchenko has been hyped up a lot. Um, I think a lot of people talk about all these all these players. You know, in City talk about him as the best technical player they've ever ever seen at the club. Last year, only played about 14 games. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can produce. I don't know. I'm not convinced yet because I haven't seen anything but the basics from him. But that he might be one of those players that just do the basics, you know, like a workhorse in that in that team. But again, yes, losing someone like him, I don't know how much they've replaced these players and how they the players they're going to get are going to integrate within that team. So they've got Calvin Phillips. All right, he's a, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, but... Was is he really Fernandinho levels? Um, I mean, who did they? They haven't really replaced Sterling, have they? They've got. Well, they, they've got. They, I mean, they've got Haaland, different sort of player. So this, they might they might be going for a different style of play. And this is my this is my big worry for, with them. Haaland, obviously world class player, right? But. Is it going to change up the way City play completely? Because Haaland is nowhere near the same player as what Aguero was. No, he's more... To be honest, he's more like a... He'd be more suited to Tottenham, I feel. Like, he's very, very good on the counter. Yeah. Uh, And despite his height and stuff, he's not your typical... Target man. I don't think I've ever seen him score a header, um, but he's a very, very good finisher as well. So I guess if he does have time in and around the box, he can score goals. And I do, I do think he'll be City's top scorer this season. I've got a cheeky feeling, and this might be a bit wayward, but that Alvarez looks. I think he looks like a better, better player um, long term. This is. I, I, I've got this feeling about Haaland. I don't think he's gonna. He's gonna fit. Um, in this City squad, I feel like they've just snapped at it because, because I, I think what's happened is City have just gone shit. There is a lot of players going to leave this year, and we can't directly replace them. So, like the the players I just list, listed, I think losing Jesus as obviously Fernandinho, but losing Jesus was the major one for them. Although he was a bit black player. I feel like he didn't get the opportunity that he should have. And this is my my opinion's changed um of recent because having watched him more in depth because we were linked with him and because obviously everyone knows Arsenal have had a really good preseason. When you look at him, he's actually a, a, a top player. Um the way he his movement off the ball is the main thing. And I think that's what Aguero used to do. And I think that's what they saw in Jesus. But I don't think he got the opportunity to do it often. And I don't know. I just feel like Haaland is not the right... I could be eating my words here. But this is what these um, prediction shows are all about, isn't it? So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's why I think the difference between them and, and I put Liverpool ahead of them is Liverpool already got that set team. The only thing that can change all this is injuries. And we know Liverpool have experienced that in the past like Van Dyke. at one point they had the whole back line injured didn't they and then Salah injured mm. but again we talk about the strikers Nunes just arrived and 
will that change the dynamics? Yeah, could do that. I'm, I'm not sure on him yet, to be fair. I, right. I don't know how well he's going to do. That would be... be interesting, man. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's the top six um, with a cheeky shout for seven from myself. Quickly, just talking about Arsenal and Spurs. Arsenal have to get... Personally, I think to Arsenal have to get Champions League this year. I can't see how Arteta gets away with another season without getting the Champions League. He spent how much? He spent over three hundred million now. Yeah, I I think we might get it, but through obviously not through the through the league, um, because I've predicted us to finish fifth. But Europa. I think I think we've got a good chance in the Europa. Uh, yeah, I, I just a, just a shout there. I think he has to get it. I, I haven't put him down to get it, and I feel like he. He will survive regardless because they've invested so much time and money in him. But he has to get it because, um, yeah, he spent so much. People buying into his project. Spurs, on the other hand, Conley's only had half a season so far. They've brought, they've given him all the resources, and it's more like Tottenham have to win for him as opposed to yeah. Arte, as opposed to Arteta has to win for Arsenal. So it's going to be really, really interesting that battle around there. Bottom three. Who have you gone for? Yeah, so I've gone for... I've, I've not really done an order as such. I've just picked the bottom three. So I've gone with Forest, Bournemouth and Leeds. Fair enough. Leeds? Yeah, I'll explain why. Okay. In a minute. So I've gone for, for... And this is no order. But I went with um, Bournemouth, Forest, and Brentford. Okay, so I've I've definitely talked to you about this before. There's only a certain type of team that can get relegated. History shows us. So you've got promoted teams. Pretty much every year, at least one of the promoted teams will go down. You've got this second season syndrome stuff, which is quite regular, where a team that's been promoted the year before and done all right has not had a good second season and gone down. And then you've got teams that just survive the year before. Quite often, one of them will drop down. And then you've also got teams that have just had a really crappy end to the season. So they might still have finished in and around mid-table, but they've just had a really poor end. So like, I guess, for example, last season, Wolves, you might be looking at them and thinking, yeah, they 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 fit that bill kind of, and so does Southampton, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I think Leeds fit the bill of they only just survived. Yeah, and they've sold Rafinha and Calvin yep. Phillips. I mean, I think Rafinha is absolutely amazing player, um, one of the most exciting in the league last year. But from what Leeds fans that I've spoke to say, Calvin Phillips is the man. He's the one when he's missing. They just fall to pieces, um, and I don't think they can replace him. Yeah, that's a good shot. Um, I think Leeds will be in and around there, hundred percent. I f- totally forgot they they lost both of those. Yeah, I never knew how good. I, I knew Rafinha was good, but I never knew how good he was until you you start taking notice. And I don't know. I mean, for me, Bournemouth for me is a guarantee to go down. I can't see Scott Parker keeping him up. I think he's. I think yeah. he's bad of a manager. I don't think he's as, as bad as. Um, you know, he's not terrible. I just feel like Bournemouth as a club, I just don't feel like they've got that um, 
drive, that winning drive to stay up. Then that, like you know how Brentford last year came up and their ambition was to stay up and become a Premier League team. They're based in London. They've got a new stadium. You know that's the direction they were heading. Bournemouth yeah. was that club where they've been just yo-yoed, kind of like a Fulham. I'll be honest, but not as not as prominent as Fulham because um, Bournemouth just doesn't seem like a footballing town if I'm honest and, I, and that feeds into I think it feeds into the club I don't feel like there's a lot lot of effort it's not really I mean you could say the same about Fulham but it's not really an intimidating place yeah. to go so like if, if you are struggling you know down there do you know what with Bournemouth every game seems to be sunny I don't think we've ever played Bournemouth and it's been raining yeah it felt like that for Chelsea though it felt like a horrible Rainy day, but yeah, because we always get beat by them. Yeah, I, I, I think they're they're going down. The reason why I put Brentford, but it seemed like last year towards the end of the season they didn't do too well. Um, they yeah. start, started really well, and then they kind of were average. I know they got thirteenth, but I feel like, like you said, the second season syndrome. Who was it? Sheffield United a few years back did it. Yeah, um, and. I can't see those players having the drive again because they haven't really. They just lost Ericsson, who that got them ticking over, really, didn't they? And during, during that second half, I don't think like the likes of Tony, he'll be looking elsewhere. Probably you'll probably start hearing rumours around January that he he wants to join. I don't know, like a Southampton or Villa, or you know that type of ilk. Maybe even a Newcastle. I I think they're going to be a team where they're just going to stay stalemate and then all of a sudden just drop off. Come come January, I can't see them maintaining it. I, they haven't really brought much, as far as I'm aware, in the transfer market. So yeah, I, I can't see them staying up. And then I think you're you're right with Leeds, um, but I just feel like Leeds just going to have a little bit more than um, Brentford to 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 stay up because I think they they've brought some good players. They brought that Sin Sinstina Sin 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 I can't remember his name. He, he's from um, I think Feyenoord. Yeah. And they brought a couple of Leipzig players as well who would have um, played under Jesse Marsh. Because I think yeah. Jesse Marsh managed both the Red Bull clubs, so, Leipzig and Salzburg. Yeah, so I, I don't think they're going to do too bad in terms of the league. Generally, they will. But I mean, I don't think they're going to... I don't think they're going to go down the personally. Um, so yeah, my last one being Forest. I feel like they've lost... That Deji Spence, who was pivotal to them, I don't think I don't think he's that good to the point where he should be in top a top four team, i.e. Tottenham. I think he was he did help, and their keeper Samba, uh, he's just gone gone from their team. So they've lost some some players that actually were pivotal to them coming up. They were good last season. They did give teams like Arsenal a run, but I think um, Forest for them to maintain it week in week out against. And you're talking top opposition like City's, Chelsea's, Liverpool's, and the Arsenal will will destroy them probably. We talked about the intimidation of you know different uh, grounds. I don't feel like Forest is a place where you're really intimidated. I like the fact they're up because it's I suppose it's a team that with a bit of history should be in these in these leagues. But I can't see them staying up. I really can't. I think Steve Cooper is a top manager. But I think it might be a step too far, too far for the players they've got. 
Yeah, I, I think the players just aren't good enough for me. Like, they're a championship side. I know they're being linked with a lot of players and they've made signings and stuff, but yeah, I'm not I'm not convinced. And as you say, Spence and Samba probably were their two best players last season. This Brennan Johnson is is one as well, potentially, but yeah, I just Yeah, I, I'm not convinced by them really. I just don't think any of them players have got any sort of Premier League experience. No. To do anything, not at all. you need a bit of that. And where did they even finish last season in the championship? I don't think they finished. It was Fulham, and then well, yeah, they they won the playoff. I mean, yeah. they was they was. I think when Steve Cooper took over, they were actually looking more likely to get relegated than even finishing the top half. But he did such a good job. They ended up really good form at the end of the season. Did well, but yeah, I'm not. I'm just not convinced. They've got the quality. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's my bottom three: Bournemouth, Brentford, Forest. And you've gone Bournemouth, Leeds, Forest. Yeah. Right. Top goal scorer. This should be an easy one. Well, I think every year I go with one of two players, and I'm going to go with Salah this year. Fair enough. I'm going to go with Kane. I know everyone's going to talk about Haaland and Nunes, but as we discussed earlier on, I personally don't think Haaland's going to hit the levels that people expect. And I think, without doubt, these two that we're mentioning, it can be even one of them. And they're just consistent every year, aren't they? Yeah, so Kane would have been the other one. Uh, they they just are. like Even if Kane didn't basically score for the first three or four months of last season, he still was like the top-scoring striker in the league. And, yeah... They they just always get good numbers year in, year out. So, yeah, I think it'll be one of them. I remember a couple of years ago, I think you predicted Kane, I predicted Salah. And Kane got the golden boot by one goal ahead of Salah. So, it's, they're normally quite close together. So, I think that's that's a fair one there. Yeah, that's that. These are nicely to the player of the season. I'll start. I'm going to go Salah. Yeah, yeah, I've gone the same. I mean, I guess if you're predicting Liverpool to win the league as well, that makes sense. And yeah, I think, do you know what a big thing for Salah will be as well? He's going to have that rest mid-season. They didn't, Egypt didn't qualify for the World Cup. Oh, yeah. And I think they're just going to come in and do stuff. That's a good and shout. That's a, that's a big shout. Where's... um? Where's that Nunes from? Uh, Uruguay, yeah. They so qualified. They qualified. Okay. So yeah, that is a that is a good shout actually. Like we just said, he's Mister Consistent, and I think him signing that contract this year, and even seeing him. I know it's just a one one off game, but in the Community Shield against City, he was absolutely dominant in terms like in terms of the positions he was getting in, and this is against Cancelo, who was last year was one of the best left backs in the league, if not the best. I can see him ripping some of these teams to shreds. And you're talking about the team that come up now. So the likes of Bournemouth, Forest, Fulham. I mean, we do FPL occasionally on this podcast. Whenever those game weeks are coming up, you can almost guarantee Salah's getting at least two, <laughs> I feel like, against each of those clubs. Yeah. he's. I mean, for like FPL, 
he's like a, a guarantee to be in for me because like he's so predictable with that. This is what I mean. So Salah, clear, clear player this season. Right, so on to the surprise team. I alluded to it earlier on. Um I went with Palace for, for this one. Um and what I was saying was basically I think the attack they've got at their disposal against the teams that have come up again, like I said about Salah, I think Palace will have the opportunity to bang in a few goals against them. Um, they're a threat going forward. They just got that Decore, who was wanted by a fair few clubs. I think Chelsea were linked with him and United. I think he'd be someone to, to watch. Um, they just got that Chris Richards as well from, I think, Bayern Munich. And at least oh, yeah. Eze coming back from injury. Um, Ab- Abouay, I think it was from from um, Derby. They've invested quite well. And then you still got the likes of Mark Gay um, at the back. Completely solid. I, I generally think Palace have got so much talent going forward. And the way they defended, defended last year under Vieira, I think he's got a proper team at his disposal. And I think he can really push forward and like I said the teams around them are going to be otherwise occupied by not your likes of Europa League or Europa Conference League because um, you're talking who is it West Ham who've got Europa League or Conference League Leicester same with them and again they're losing some they're potentially losing some big players because of their financial difficulties with Madison potentially going, uh, Tillemans, uh, potentially Fafana. Uh, so they're, they're going to struggle. Last year, Brighton did well. Uh, I think it could be between those two. Um, but I thought Palace will edge it. Again, if Brighton lose someone like Cucurella, that's a big gap to fill. And obviously you've got Newcastle that could potentially be in their way. I just feel like Palace have got something going this season. With Eze coming back, I can't see how they're going to struggle um, and I, can't, I with a clear running as well staying injury free I think Vieira can build on that and you know I personally feel like he's going to do well at Palace and he will overtake um, Arteta at Arsenal sure yeah I, I alluded to it earlier so I've got Fulham surprise team just I just think they're going to be probably around 15th Something like that. So not majorly impressive, but I just think that it probably is a surprise given their yo-yo status and everyone always expects them to go down every year. And yeah, just quality-wise, they've got quite a lot of good technical players. And I just, yeah, I think they probably do have more quality than the likes of Leeds, Brentford and stuff. So we shall see. But I think they're going to stay up and I think they'll do okay. I think you're right. Um, I think Fulham are... Especially with the likes, they're linked to the likes of like Malang Sara as well. I know people would laugh at that, but he wasn't too bad for Chelsea last year. Um, if they do get him, they can build a little, quite a good team. Um, it would be interesting to see. I think you'll, you'll see it within the first four games what kind of Fulham we're getting this season. Um, that's a that's a good good shout. Right, ones to watch. Who have you gone for? So you were talking about Palace quite a lot. I've yeah. gone for Eze as the one to watch. He's had like the whole year off, hasn't he? Really injured. 
think he came back at the end of last season, looked pretty good. He was one of them ones that was on the tip of an England call-up before he got injured, I'd say. And now, with, with it being like a World Cup year as well, I think he is going to hit the ground running. And yeah, just really quality player. And he really suits that Palace team, I think, with people like Zaha in there too. So yeah, I think I think he's probably Palace's best player now. And if, yeah, Palace are going to do quite well. It's going to be a lot down to him. Yeah. I don't know whether I had him last year. I feel like he, with him being injury-free, he's an exciting player, definitely. And yeah, like I alluded to, I think he's just a threat going forward. So that's a good shout. Um, I've got him Brennan Johnson. He's an attacking, I suppose, an attacking, is he an attacking midfielder or like a, he can play up front as well, but he's more of an attacking midfielder. But the, I think his his the way he drives with the ball and carries it, he's someone that will, I think the top teams will, or not top teams, but, you know, mid-table teams will look at. Um, like I said, I think not, not as far as we'll go down, but I think this kid will stay up just because of the way he, he can carry the ball and transition with the ball and move that, progress that play. I can't see him struggling in the Prem, whereas, you know, a lot of these championship sides that do come up, their attacking players do. It's because it's a different kettle of fish in the Premier League. But I think you get more time in the um, championship, but you're also up against mass, like top world-class players in the Premier League. Like These are the cream of the crop. But I feel like he will come and be the one where you say, okay, but at the end of the season, you'd be like, okay, he can fit in in, say, a Newcastle squad or a, a Villa. Yeah, I think even though Forrest have got a championship side, he's definitely a Premier League quality player. And from what I've seen, the end product's really good. And he's already a bit of a leader in that team. Like, they look to give him the ball, which may be a little bit of a problem in the Prem. I don't know if people kind of double up on him and stuff like that. But, yeah, for him to be doing what he's doing at that age, he's obviously very well respected in that side. And I think he's a son of club legend as well, David Johnson. So, that always helps. But I'm, I'm sure he's been linked with clubs already. Like, yeah, like a Villa and maybe, yeah, Newcastle and stuff like that. Yeah. Let's go on to a uh, sign of the season. So, I have gone for Gavin Bazunu signing of the season. I think he's already Ireland's best player. Uh, he's only like 21 years old, but yeah, he's a quality keeper. Best, definitely the best Irish keeper since Shea Given. And him sort of getting in the side has helped with the national team. Um, City, City had him, sold him to Southampton. And I actually think this guy is going to be the reason why Southampton stay up. They're definitely going to be one of them teams in and about, but he... Yeah, he's a good shot stopper. He looks is this confident the, in his box Is this the guy that saved the one of Ronaldo's penalties? Yes. Yeah, that would have been, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember this guy. Because he's just got that, I don't know, he's just got an aura about him for a young goalkeeper. Already, already sort of playing for a national team week in, week out and stuff like that. Yeah, just class. It's a very... I wouldn't expect you to say that, but yeah, it's a very good shot, actually. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, is what's happened to Froster then? Is he gone? Oh, he went to, I think he did, he Spurs. 
Yeah, Southampton have had a problem with goalies because they've had like two or three and they've been switching it about. I think McCarthy and Foster probably played a similar number of games last year and they do need someone in there just to take that number one spot. And I don't I don't think Southampton are that bad. Like they got some good players, their manager's quite good, but they always seem to struggle. But I think yeah, getting Bazuna in will help. Yeah. And I, I think they're going to be okay because of that. And I, I was really worried they'd go down. But I think that's the sort of signing that pushes them over the edge. Yeah, I hear what you're saying about Southampton. I think that last year, I thought they were going to be up there, right up there. But yeah, this could, you're right, it could, it could be a difference. Especially, I'm assuming being at City, you must be a full-playing um, keeper. Right, so what I've gone for, and I think it's a bit, bit obvious, um, but I think... Gabriel Jesus. Now, as soon as I found out he was going for 45 million, I thought that is an absolute joke. Right? I thought 45 million for someone's one year left in his contract. Because um, obviously Chelsea were linked with him. I was like, that you can piss off with that. That is just ridiculous. Because not I've never seen anyone go for that much with one year left in the contract. And especially him being a bit part player in City, right? Um with that being said, the market is absolutely crazy this year. I mean, people, I still can't wrap my head around Ake potentially going, was potentially quoted for like 50, 55 million. And Kudabadi is now yeah. at Chelsea for 32. I mean, these things are just crazy. Anyway, so you kind of just bypass the, the price tag. And then you see, I, I, my opinion of him had really I thought, don't get me wrong, I thought he was a, a decent player. I don't. I didn't think he was absolutely shit. I just thought the price tag kind of swayed my voting as to say like there's no way I want him for that much. But then when you see him in the Arsenal squad uh, team, sorry, I'm, granted I'm going by pre-season. Um, but when you see him in that Arsenal team, the way Arsenal playing at the moment, if they can maintain that, he's like the centerpiece of that whole thing working. It used to be Saka. Now I feel like it shifted to to Jesus because he's someone who gets into position, lays it off, goes into back into another attacking position and eventually gets that goal. As much as I don't like Arsenal, as much as I don't really want them to do well, I feel like this piece of business here is going to be pivotal to them getting either fourth or fifth. If he has an injury, I think you're back to square one um, like last year, um, to, to last year's kind of performances. But he's the one that tips over because... I think getting rid of Aubameyang, someone who wouldn't typically get in those positions and often played on the wing, I think Jesus links it all together with your wingers, your centre-mids, especially with Odegaard being um, producing some of the passes that he's producing, uh, linking, like getting, to position, uh, getting the ball to Jesus. I can easily see him being up there with top goal scorers this, this year. Um, which, yeah... I, I feel like, and I thought, it's horrible. Just, I, 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 I don't know whether Chelsea missed that because I don't know whether he suits Chelsea's style of play. But I feel like he suits Arsenal's style of play perfectly. So the reason why I think it was a sign of the season, although I initially thought it was absolutely terrible business for £45 million, I feel like it just works for Arsenal. Um, I, I, like, as in, you couldn't have got a better player to fit your system. 
Yeah, I, I don't think we could have got anyone better, given that we're not in the Champions League and the money that he cost. And I suppose take the year out of year left on his contract out of it, probably that is a fair price for a Brazil international with a lot of Premier League experience and stuff. And City are really good at selling as well. And they have been seemingly over the last couple of years. But yeah, I'm excited definitely to what he's going to bring. I don't, I wasn't convinced. I still need a little bit because obviously if, if I thought he was going to really do very well this season, I'd say we're going to definitely finish in the top four. But he's going to be the difference, I think. If he can get 20, 25 league goals, then I think we will get top four. See, this is this is the only thing with Arsenal and Spurs. I think Chelsea can cope without a squad striker. We've done that for many years. Arsenal and Spurs, the main difference is Kane. Um, and that's, it's, an, it's probably annoying for an Arsenal fan because Jesus, like I just said, is a quality player. But you ain't matching Kane's level of scoring. That's where the difference may be. But Jesus, it just knocks you that little bit closer to to that top four position, I think. And this is actually where Arsenal and Arteta needs to be, considering how much they spent and the, the, the size of the club. Right. Interesting one. My favourite one, because it, you can fall flat on your face. Hot take. What have you gone for? So my hot take is Wolves are rubbish. They don't score goals. Um, but their style of play is not very good. And I think with with it looking like they're going to switch to a back four now and not have Cody in there, that's going to be new. I think they're going to concede a lot more goals as well. I think they're really going to struggle this season. They just I just don't think they're very good. I think Bruno Large is a little bit overrated. I think a lot of a lot of their players are really. Um, and there's a lot of hype about Pedro Neto, who I think is a decent player. But in terms of like the FPL Twitter space and stuff, they think he's the next coming of Maradona or something. And yeah, I just I just don't think Wolves are are very good at all. I'm putting them to go down, but yeah, they they're not very good. I kind of agree and disagree. And the reason why I agree because I've definitely seen what you're talking about. How they're they're boring. They're just they can be really bad sometimes. The, the reason why I could disagree is because I've seen firsthand how sometimes they can be really direct. Um, you know, some of their opponents, I mean, a player there, I mean, when he's on his on his day, they can move the ball around and he can be in positions and absolutely rip uh, defenders. But yeah, I suppose that's why it's a hot take. It's... it's It'd be interesting to see how they do, because um, they are annoying wolves. They used to be, they used to be a team where you thought, okay, well, they like the ones that could potentially compete for top six, but now they've gone to a, a like a become an average team that you just not really care about. Um, sorry, here's my hot take: Graham Potter will be lined up for the Aston Villa job come Jan February. I mean. I feel like Stevie G is not going to do as well with, with all the money they've spent, which everyone forgets about. I feel like really Aston Villa's ambition should be top six, and I feel like they, I think they must have set that target. They they've got to with what they spent. 
I don't think he's capable of getting them there. And I feel like they're going to chop him probably come December time. I don't, I don't think they're going to be as good as what people are expecting. I mean, last year they finished, like, what, 13th? For the amount of money they spent, I keep saying it. And the players they got, I mean, Coutinho, Bailey, um, John McGinn, who, you know, I rate quite highly. Uh, Cash, Mings, who they bought for quite some some money. Uh, Ings as well. I think they each randomly popped up last year or a year before, about 30 million. I can't see how you're going to get away with it. A bit like an Arteta kind of thing where you spend all that money. You cannot be finishing the bottom half of the table. And I've already mentioned about Palace. I think going to do well. I feel like Newcastle, they're going to do well because of you know their investment, obviously. Their manager being, I think, world-class and has, has completely changed how Newcastle play and the direction they're heading. And I think Brighton will do well, but I think Potter, Potter's head will turn. Um, or will be linked to them, but I think they'll be turned by the fact that Aston Villa get that much investment. If Potter gets hold of an Aston Villa, I feel like Aston Villa could come strong within the next couple of years. I agree with that. If, if Potter does go to Villa, they, they're going to be a lot better than they are. And I think Gerard will be definitely under pressure as one of the next managers to be sacked. I, I feel like Potter's got bigger ambitions. Though. I feel like England is... I feel like Cooper and, and Potter are the two that are likely to replace Southgate if, you know, if Southgate does leave. But then again, you could see Southgate being at England for the next sort of five or ten years at the same time. But I like that shout. It's, it's very left field, but yeah. I don't know. There's something in me that, you know, that Villa are not going to do well and Gerard is going to be exposed. But yeah, all right, that's the Prem. That is the Prem predictions covered. Some good takes. I mean, yeah, the hot takes different the ones to watch I mean your shout my Southampton keeper I think it would surprise many um, and then there's obviously the the, the consistent um, obvious ones when we're talking about player of the season top goal scorer be a very interesting season it'd be one where I feel like we say this every season but this year we're talking about two of the world's best strikers now joining the league you've got a centre-back in Koulibaly, uh, who's talked about as the same as Van Dyke, You've got potentially Jesus, who has got a point to prove in an Arsenal team who have to have to achieve something this year. You've got clubs that are coming up, which have got history, like very strong history in, in the likes of like Notts Forest, that will want to maintain that position. You've got Bournemouth, who consistently come up and Fulham come up. Will they want to get the parachute payments or will they want to stay up? Brentford, you've got teams like them, um, Leeds, who want to hold on to that position in the Premier League. Can they maintain it? Who knows? And like we said, Aston Villa, Newcastle, Palace, all have ambitions and will that put pressure on their manager? Will big players or their key players then start leaving and being, you know, being lured by the bigger clubs? Um, I, I, it's going to be an interesting one, 100%. Right, people. Thank you, as always. It's nice to do an intro. It's even better to do an outro. Make sure you tune in. Check the socials. But as ever, keep it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheese. 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 No, 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 no.